0: Hey guys, welcome back to Keeping It OD Podcast and happy Monday. I'm so glad you decided to tune into this week's episode because we're gonna be talking about interviews. Now, if you've received an interview invitation, congratulations, pat yourself on the back. This is a huge accomplishment. You've made it, and now all you gotta do is just you know show them that you're personable and that you're a real person. And that is it. You passed. On paper, they looked at your application, your letters, your OAT, your grades, and they're great. So they want to get to know you more. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to prep for the interview and what kind of questions you should be expecting um, on any given interview. Now, that's going to vary um, from school to school, but there are just some classic questions that every interview um, is going to ask you. So without further ado, we're going to talk first about the two different scenarios for interviews. Now, I want to preface this by saying that my interview process was different because I did all of mine virtually. So if you're applying this cycle and interviewing, yours are gonna be similar in format to mine. Um, they're all gonna be conducted via either Zoom or another video conference service, um, and they're gonna be conducted from the comfort of your own home, so that is great. Um, so. There have been two different um, interview formats, at least that I've done. So the first one is basically a whole day interview. Um, so what that one would be, it's just going to be from, you know, 9 or 10 a.m. until probably around noon, 1 p.m., give or take. So for these ones, it's usually trying to mimic the whole interview experience. So. If you were going to interview in person, you would do, you know, the tour of the building, you would meet some students, some faculty, you'd do lunch with the dean, and then lastly, you would just do your um, open or closed file interview or both. Um, So some schools, even virtually, they're trying to still give you that full experience and full effect. So they do a PowerPoint presentation about the program, some highlights, degree options that they offer, some attractions of the city, and so on and so forth, basically trying to sell you the program. And then um, what they might do is that they'll bring on some student ambassadors from different years. And then they'll open it up for questions and then they'll share their experiences. Um, And then what they end up doing for me is that um, while the ambassadors are talking with the rest um, of your interview group, you'll be put in breakout rooms in order um, to do your interviews. So that's how um, some of the interviews went. Now, some other ones, it was straightforward. You log on to Zoom, you're with one or two faculty members, and you just go straight into interviews. Now, if I were to pick between which one I enjoyed more, I'd probably say the ones where you have the presentation, the students, um, just because that made it more Um, you know, easygoing, and I wasn't as nervous going into it. But um, as I did, you know, a couple interviews, uh, and I had a couple under my belt, I felt more comfortable just going straight into um, a faculty interview. Now, let's talk about the questions, um, because that is something that a lot of people struggle with, um, because they think that there is a magic answer or a cookie-cutter template answer, and the answer is no, Um, because they ask you very personal questions and questions to really get to know you, Um, because again, let's not forget that you've already impressed them enough by your numbers and everything like that, and they're not going to invite you for an interview to waste your time and theirs, you know, um, faculty time is precious, and your time is also valuable, okay, so... The fact that they chose to invite you for an interview, that means that they already like you. They just want to know you a little bit more and on a deeper level. So I'm going to share with you a couple of the questions that I received. Um, I did a total of eight interviews, and I received offers from all eight schools. So I like to think that I did pretty well. Um, And my only tip going into this before I even go over the questions is just answer it. Normally, organically, naturally. Um, If you have to come up with something extraneous or, you know, out of the box, that's okay. But the answer should come pretty naturally. That being said, though, you should definitely prep for interviews, especially if it's your first one or it's your top choice. So a classic question, and I'm sure 90% of interviews are going to ask you this, is tell me about yourself. I know it's very open-ended, and I struggled to answer that for the longest time. I didn't know what to say because, you know, you don't want to sound very egotistical. You just, you know, you can't really talk about yourself and be like, oh, my, I'm awesome. I mean, it's great that you feel that way, and you should because you are most likely. But um, you should really um, think about this question, like, retrospectively. Um, did I say re- No. <laughs> Scratch that. So you need to think about yourself from, you know, the point of view from your um, recommender. So the people that wrote you the letters of recommendations, what would they say? Because let's assume you haven't read the letters yet. If you worked with yourself, what would you say about yourself? Um, so you should start approaching that question by just giving them a little bit about um, how you got to that point. So, you know, you can say where you're from, um, your family structure, what you like, what you don't like, and mention how you came about um, your decision of pursuing optometry, okay? Like maybe there was an event that led to it or a working experience, shadowing, anything like that make sure to relate it to that. They still want to know you personally, so you can talk about your hobbies, accomplishments, sports, anything like that. But at the end, you need to make sure to include in along the lines I did this shadowing experience or I went on this mission trip and this is when it all clicked for me and that's when I decided I wanted to become an optometrist. So, and I'm sure you can find a lot of um you know, different topics and talking points to mention with that question. But just really share your story because your story is most likely unique to you and not two people are going to have the same story and they want to hear yours. So, again, my only tip for that question would be to somehow at the end tie it back to this is why I chose optometry. Um, The second question that I got asked a lot was some um, variation of, tell me how you manage your time or how you deal with stress. Now, they know that you're applying to a professional program, and they've seen that you've shown some grit, resilience with your undergrad coursework, but they still know that the transition will and might be difficult for most. But it's not impossible, but they want to know, what strategies you use to manage your time, and how you deal with stress. Now, I know for most of all, I'm going to also speak for myself. Sometimes I don't deal with stress the best. I cry sometimes, I break down, but these are not the strategies that you want to tell them you do. Because that's not the strategy that got you to that point. So what you want to be thinking of is, okay, at my lowest point, how did I bounce back? you know, um, because we've all had low points and we've all struggled with something, whether that being academics, um, mental health, anything like that. They want to know how you deal with it. They don't don't really care or they don't hold it against you that you've struggled in the past academically or with mental health or anything like that, but they want to know what you got out of it. So, a couple of good answers would be I when I fail an exam or if I mess up on um, an assignment or something. I go over it and I see where I messed up. They love it when you guys are self-aware. You know that you've messed up, you acknowledge it. Okay, you don't deny the fact that you failed, but you went back to see where you messed up, so you so you make sure that doesn't happen again. Um, this is an answer that I've used multiple times and I've even gotten the comment back from, um, interviewers that says, wow, like this was a really good answer. They want to make sure that even if you fail in professional school, which it will happen, failure is something that you never anticipate, but it might happen. And that doesn't take away all of your hard work or it doesn't mean that you uh, are any less of an optometry student or an applicant, but how you deal with it is what sets you apart. So just telling them that, you know, if you fail, that is okay. Failure is a step on your way to success, but you go back and see where you messed up and how you can improve. Make sure to always tell them that you're working on and yourself, because You're applying to be a professional in a career that's constantly evolving. You know, the career of optometry is really unique because there's so many developments that we're still currently working on in 2020. Like we haven't had, like we haven't found the answers to everything yet. And that's what makes this field so unique and different because you're constantly learning you're constantly learning new things in your continuing education courses, in your classes. You there's no end, end point yet. You know, we're constantly looking for the latest and greatest with where that being um new machinery, new contact lenses, techniques, all of that. So they want to make sure that you possess those qualities as well to be part of that profession. All right. So, now um, I'm going to go over the next question that I've got asked a lot, which was, when was a time in your history of community service that you felt rewarded? Now, this can really be anything. Again, it will be a bonus if it's um, optometry related. If you volunteered with, let's say, um, Department of Blind Services or at um, you went on a, a mission trip, tell them. A, po- a point in your life where you um, offered someone a service, you volunteered, and you felt rewarded. It doesn't have to be anything heroic or great. It can literally be, we went to this town, we did free eye exams, or I shadowed an optometrist that did that, and we provided care for X amount of people. You know, if it made you feel rewarded, who who are they to say it didn't? So that's something to think about you have to before any interview you have to just sit down and once again figure out your why you made it this far you want to make sure to relay your story Um, the other question that I got asked was let's say you fail a class what's the first thing you would do I've already answered this um, briefly um, in the question of how you manage your time and stress But once again, your answer should not be, oh, I would never fail or like I study too much because they hypothetically told you that you already failed. So what's the first thing that you would do? Once again, realize what led you to that point. So I'm just gonna tell you the answer that I gave because during my first interview, I wasn't prepared to answer this question. And the answer I came up with was, was kind of genius but um again like I didn't prepare for it so I want you to be prepared so my answer was I would you know again accept the fact that I failed but instead of dwelling on the fact that I failed I would go back and see okay did I use all the resources that the school provided me with okay I did that all right did I reach out to my fellow classmates and ask for their advice okay also, you need to assess your study strategies, okay, your learning habits. Have you been um, actively or passively learning? Were you taking notes? Were you just memorizing? Did you take time to understand the concept? Review what you did in preparation for that course or that exam. And if you failed, obviously, that means it doesn't work. So you need to come up with a different style a different plan to study for the next test and see if you can remediate what would be your next step so you would just review what happened do not dwell on the fact that you failed and think of the next step whether that being remediation um, retaking the course um, whatever they offer you but make sure to see uh, figure out why you failed in the first place so it doesn't happen again okay the next question that I got asked um, not a lot but a few times um, so that so I thought I would be um, mentioning it in this episode and this one kind of threw me off when I first heard it um, but the more and more I um, heard interviewers talk about it I think um, it made sense for them to ask it, but he literally just asked me, "What is self-awareness?" And for a second, I was like, "What do I even say to this? Like, it's just—it's strange. Like, I, I mean, I'm aware of like myself, but the answer that you should be thinking about, or the route you should be going, is internal. Like, um, oh my goodness." <laughs> Looking at yourself um, internally and just seeing okay, these are my strengths and these are my weaknesses. And knowing your flaws is part of being self-aware. So I'm gonna try to say this more in like layman terms. So basically being self-aware is knowing that you're not perfect and addressing your weaknesses but you're not really elaborating on them. Like You're not using your weaknesses as a crutch, like, oh, I have anxiety, so that's why I do bad on exams. You're aware of your weaknesses, but you're also very aware of your strength, and you use both of them simultaneously to improve yourself. So that's kind of the answer or a variation of it that they're looking for. They wanna make sure that you have what it takes to take criticism, to accept failures, and to be uh, willing to work on yourself. They don't want someone that thinks they know it all because they've like teched for ten years, or they think you know by the doing ten mission trips that they're already like an optometrist. that they, they're just wanting to get their license um, because that's another thing that they're going to ask you is Are you coachable? Um, Are you open to criticism? How do you take criticism? Okay. They want to make sure that you are teachable. That is also another um, adjective that they used. They love it when you're teachable. You don't have to know all the answers. They might ask you questions about subspecialties or different terms, procedures, and it's okay to say, I don't think I am... um, acclimated with that term or I don't think I know what you're talking about because at the end of the day you're still once again an applicant so they don't expect you to know all the answers you're not an optometrist yet but they want you to be brave enough and humble enough to say I don't think I know this but I'm willing I'm willing to learn Um, that's the attitude that they're looking for Um, so we're down to the last two questions on my list um so this question um was also kind of um strange, but again, as I dwelled on it a lot, it makes a lot of sense and it goes if I call your recommenders, what would they say your greatest area of strength and area that needs improvement? So if they pick up the phone and they call any person that wrote you one of your four letters of recommendation, what would they say, you know, your greatest area of strength and it may be an area that needs improvement or a weakness for a lack of better word. Um, So this again stems of being self-aware. You know what's your greatest weakness and greatest strength but I'm going to give you a tip for the weakness. You don't want it to be something shallow. You want to dig deeper and find something that you can improve on. Because if you say, My weakness is that I'm anxious all the time, y- you're not really giving them much room to work with. You are basically stating a fact that you get anxious, but that's not really a weakness. That's not something, a weakness is something that you are willing to work on to improve. So a weakness can be, I m- maybe compare myself to others. Or I get caught up on, you know, the smallest inconvenient and I can't move past it. Or I beat myself up too hard um, whenever I fail. Like, I'm not open to the idea of failure. A weakness should always be something that you can improve upon. An area in your life that you can and want to improve upon. And you need to make that very clear. Now, some strength could be determination, dedication, passion for what you do, standing up for what you believe in. Um, anything that shows that you know, you're not going to be a student that gives up when um, times get tough. Because they will. And they expect you to stand tall and face it all. Okay, um, so any variation of that, that's going to show your interviewer that you're not going to give up after your first um, F or, you know, your first bad grade. Because, again, they have limited amount of seats and they want to give it to people that they know will succeed. They don't want to set you up for failure. This is not med school. It's completely different. They, they want you to succeed, Okay. They need optometrists more than they need any other professional, and they want to make sure whoever they're putting through the program will make it out the other way just fine. Um, Okay, so we're at our last question here. Um, This one is pretty straightforward. Um, You can research this one all you want. The standard answer should be pretty much similar for everybody, and the question is why optometry, not ophthalmology? So just make sure you know what the roles of optometry um, is and then versus ophthalmology. So optometry, you know, you do yearly exams, so you see your patients more often, you're um, able to provide them with a treatment plan, you see them annually or biannually, so you get to form those connections and relationships with them. Um, As opposed to ophthalmology where, you know, they perform um, surgeries and they might only see that patient once. And it's usually after they've been referred by their optometrist. So why you would choose optometry, you know, you can say anything from, you know, you want to build those long lasting relationships. You like um, interacting with your patients and even just the instant gratification of giving someone their sight back, you know, you you don't have to have them go under or on a table or anything, you basically give them a medical device, contact lens or glasses, and they're able to see their life back 2020 again, okay, Um, this is huge, and this is why we do what we do every day, and we do other things like, you know, catch um, diabetic retinopathy, any glaucoma, We're the first people that they come to, and then if we deem it necessary, then we refer them out to ophthalmology. Um, That's not to say that ophthalmology isn't great. They're obviously amazing individuals, and they care about their patients just as much as we do, but the scope of practice is just different, and if you choose optometry, that makes you a different individual than if you choose ophthalmology, okay? They're similar enough, but yet they're very different in what they do. Um, So just um, as long as you have a decent answer as to why you wanted to do this, because that's basically why you spent all the time, effort, and money doing all of this. So just tell them why you chose it, why it was appealing to you um, versus ophthalmology. Um, So that was all the questions that I was asked um, repeatedly that I thought would be beneficial to some of you. If you have any more questions, feel free to email me, DM me on Instagram. I will try to get back to them. As soon as I see them, I get super excited when you guys um, DM me and listen. I love to hear your opinion. So, again, make sure to follow the podcast Instagram at keepin.it.od send me questions, suggestions, anything you want. I'd love to hear your opinion. Uh, Again, if someone you know would like to collaborate, I would love to have them here. Just have them email me at keepingitodpodcast at hotmail.com with collab in the subject line. Also, I'm starting to interview faculty and admissions committees. So let me know who you'd like to see on the show and I'll try my best to have them come on here. Now, without further ado, I'll see you guys here next week with a new episode, um, and it might be an interview. Uh, check back on Instagram to find out with who, and as always, we will be keeping it OD. Thank you, guys.